0: Howdy and welcome to the Confidence Through Health podcast. I'm Jerry Snyder. As an elite level athlete, owner of All In Health and Wellness, and author of the book Confidence Through Health, my goal is to help you achieve your goals and dreams using health as the conduit to get there. This episode is brought to you by Story Demon. Storyteller David C. Hoke has been creating content online since 2009, and he's sharing with you his proven methods in the art of story craft. Do you have an idea for a novel, but you don't know how to get started? An idea for a movie, but you haven't figured out the whole story yet? Whether a hobbyist or a pro, his techniques can help you overcome any obstacle you face when staring at the blank screen. Lots of people are creative. Lots of people have great imagination. But it's a discipline to create a well-crafted story that separates the artist from the enthusiasts. Check out StoryDemon.com and subscribe to his YouTube channel for the latest tips and helpful content. Howdy and welcome back to the Confidence Through Health podcast. In episode 147, I talk with Daniel Ebbett, the owner of Block Blue Light. And we talk about just that, blocking blue light, blocking, why is blue light bad? Why do we need to block it? Uh, We talk about the science behind it. We talk about how you can improve your health. Uh, which he did, and would, which is what basically spurred him to create uh, his company. And his focus is is to try and help everybody understand why they need to make these changes, um, why it's going to help them reduce so many so many negative consequences for their health, like migraines, headaches, uh, insomnia. There's so many things that that the blue light is doing to us when we're um, allowing it to come to us through things like uh, our computers, our laptops, our cell phones um, in our house. So uh, it's a great conversation. And I learned a ton about ways that I can start improving my own health even more, you know, hacking, if you will, my health when it comes to light and the light that I get exposed to uh, and when I get exposed to that light. So, um, great information, great, uh, knowledge base and, um, blackbluelight.com is how you can learn more about, uh, what we talk about. Well, thank you, Daniel, for being a guest on the, uh, Confidence Through Health podcast.
1: Thanks, Jerry. I'm um, honored to be here. Thanks for having me on and, uh, really looking forward to, uh, sharing, sharing all my knowledge and all things light and health.
0: Right. And so, you know, and like I was telling you before, like, um, I'm really glad to have you on because I I've heard so many times from, from people both in the health world and, but also in like mental health, but also like there's so many different areas where people say, put your cell phone down before you go to sleep because of what it's doing from a blue light standpoint. And so like, why is, why, I mean, first off, like, why is you've done the research and you've done all this, like why is blue light such a big issue for us?
1: Um, it's an interesting question. So I, at a high level blue light is it's blue light's not ultimately bad for us um okay. so it's 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 about the type of blue light we get and it's about the context of it so the type we're getting and the time of day we're getting it is the problem okay, gotcha. so ultimately blue light is around us everywhere so the sun emits very high levels of blue light the sky is blue so like ultimately it is with us in nature right the, the ultimate issue is is how we're consuming that type of light indoors in the artificial way from artificial devices so we're talking about LED backlit devices okay. and lighting and all that that's very different in terms of how we're consuming that blue light versus the blue light we get from nature so okay um it's kind of twofold so the first the first issue is the spectrum itself so when we look at when we look at how we get blue light in nature we get it from the sun that's during the daytime right it's very it's very balanced though so that's blue light and balanced with all the colors of the rainbow so like you know that's when you see a rainbow in the sky that's essentially showing you the full spectrum of what type of light is actually being emitted and um blue is in there but all the other colors are in there so when we come into the when we come into the indoor lifestyle um we're predominantly just getting the blue spectrum without all the reds and the yellows and the oranges. So it's a very unbalanced type of light. And that, and ultimately that does cause a lot of oxidative stress and damage to us. Um, so that's what, when we can kind of discuss a bit more about the yeah. the science and stuff behind that. And then the other issue is the time of the day. So we don't get blue light in nature at nighttime. So it doesn't right. exist. So the sun emits blue light. That's the, that's the only natural source. The sun sets, um, So we're biologically wired once the sun sets to not um, be receiving any signals of blue light. Our brain recognizes that, understands, hey, it's nighttime, it's time to wind down, lower our wakefulness hormones, start to increase our sleep hormones. But what happens is we turn on the lights on in our home when it gets dark. We look at our screens, we watch TV, all these artificial light sources of blue light. Our brain doesn't actually understand, our ancestral brain doesn't understand, hey, that's blue light from... An artificial source, it just thinks it's the sun, right? So it goes right, right. and it thinks, well, well, hey, it's midday. I'm not going to decrease wakefulness hormones and increase sleep hormones because it's the middle of the day and I'll, that's what I'm designed to do. So ultimately, our brain is very confused, right. doesn't understand yeah. this technology we're using and consuming at night. So I'll answer to your question is, yeah, it's, it's in context. Um yeah. So, yeah, blue light actually during the day, is very important so um because some people be like oh well i just need to eliminate it from my life right i've heard it's bad for me it's doing all these harmful things and ultimately if you did that during the day that would actually be quite harmful as well because we actually consume blue light our body uses it to um make us awake alert it regulates our mood and it helps regulate a lot of our hormonal processes in our body during the daytime so again in content in context. It can be very bad for us if it's consumed in the wrong times and the right wrong, wrong frequencies. Yeah.
0: And so that's basically then going along with our circadian rhythm, right? Like it's Yep. We so, need it so, when we're awake. We don't need it when we're trying to to relax and go to sleep.
1: Yeah. Well the circadian rhythm is actually uh you know, that that is a system in the in the body that's governed through light cycle. So your right. circadian rhythm is essentially a way of looking at it as, it's like your master clock. That is that is controlling hormonal and different processes within the body, which is governed through light and dark cycles. Right. And that's getting completely so. It's designed. The circadian rhythm is designed to work off a twenty-four hour. It's designed to align with the sun, right? A twenty-four hour cycle. Right. Um, but we're complete. It's getting very confused in the modern world. It doesn't quite, you know, it has, you know. The circadian rhythm was developed over you know hundreds of thousands of years of evolution right and suddenly we've completely changed the, the light environments very quickly and it doesn't actually understand that so it's still trying to do what it's supposed to do keep your weight keep your sleep sort of thing based on the light the type of light you're receiving
0: and so and like in researching about you like i i know that you like started researching this because you were battling mm-hmm. with insomnia and some other health issues right and so like it 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 led you to like, okay, what can be – how could I, How do I fix myself, right? How do I make myself healthy again and like get to some normalcy, if you will, right? Yeah. And so like – so the insomnia piece for a lot of people I think has increased a lot over the past 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, That's
1: correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so it is – and I, I'm assuming a big – like there's other factors, of course, as well. Stress has gone up because so just – life is busy and but the blue light is technology and like the the way we interact with it has got to be a factor in that right
1: well absolutely yeah so you you've just got to look at the evolution of digit the like the type of lights that are in our lives right now so versus where they were say even 10 years ago so um probably what's happened A, we've had a lot of devices created so like you know, smartphones, digital right. devices, tablets, bigger monitors, big LED TVs. Um, but it's not only that, it's it's even just like the residential lighting in our home. So we used to use the the older style incandescent lighting. Right. And um that was a heat source type lighting, so that means like a filament was heated up, it produced light, right? And that actually yeah. had quite a lot of red light, had a, quite a lot of orange and yellow, very small amount of blue. So when we moved to LED lighting in our homes, that you know that that ultimately significantly changed the type of light exposure we're being exposed to on a nightly basis combined with the phone screens combined right. with the street headlights outside that are all LED lighting combined with the car headlights combined with pretty much every light source now has moved to right. this like LED so it's like it's it's a, we're in a world where you can't escape this type of lighting right and but and it's and it's all being brought in in the name of like energy efficiency sustainability modern lighting right and which is which I'm all for but one aspect that has been completely not thought about in all this is how is this actually interacting or impacting human biology? Right. And not only human biology, all life on Earth, right? It's all impacted. We all have circadian rhythms and different life cycles, even bugs and animals right. and all right. them are being affected. And it's sort of like it's an interesting topic to go down because it's like, well, how, how bad does it need to get? Until we're like, oh, hold on a minute. Maybe it's that you know all the the significant change in the lighting that we just rolled out through all of like Western civilization, like in the space of like five
0: years. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean it's true. It's it's been it's so. But basically, you're telling me that I need to stop buying the lights that are like the daylight lights, and go Mm. for more of a softer, yellower tone for the for the lights in the house
1: it's a lot more it's a lot more complex than that actually yeah. so um so there's, there's there's a number of issues with with modern lighting so it's not just the the whiteness of the light that is yeah. a that is absolutely a factor it's so if we're, if we're just talking about the lights in your home because that is actually a really big thing to to talk about because it is a one of the biggest exposures we we right. we get at night so um and during the day so going to like it and this is a common question like oh yeah i'll just buy the the warm the warm white leds right. and that so the the issue with that is it doesn't actually solve much of the problems because um it's still emits very very high levels of blue like oh, it's yeah. just a bit low it's a bit lower um but there's a, there's fundamentally another couple of issues with mainstream lighting is so you've got the spectrum output of that so very high in blue like i said none of the reds or yellows or oranges in there so it's not full spectrum the other the other actual big big issue as well as it's um called flicker so Mm -hmm. um which is typically what we call invisible flicker because you can't see it with your eyes when you're just looking at the light source but what's happening is the light itself is actually turning off and on very very quickly right and most times not always depending on the light is you can actually pick that up with a with a s- smartphone, when you film it, and uh, if you film it on slow motion, and you play it back, you'll see this flicker. Right. And, or you'll see you would have seen someone film and there's a screen in the background going crazy on this, th- and that's the flicker that is. And the reason your phone can capture it and your eyes can't see is because it can capture a higher frame rate than your eyes can um, right. process. But what's actually happening is just because you can't visually see that, your your actually your brain is actually the reason you can't see It's <laughs> because your brain is working very, very hard to make sure that you're not seeing the the flickering, the very quickly flickering image. So what that does to the brain as well is it puts it in to overdrive, neurological stress, right. having to just work overtime. So that that then leads to things like headaches and eye strain, migraines, sore eyes, drop tired, there's feeling wide, but tired, which are also symptoms of overexposure to blue light as well. So you kind of, you're taking two issues, which have the same symptoms and they're coming from the same kind of source. Right. So that's another thing to look at, but to answer your question, can I just go for the the warmer colored LEDs and is that going to fix the problem? Well, it's not going to fix the flicker and it's still not going to fix the blue light. So ultimately when you're looking at the lighting in your home, you need to look for a proper light source. That's actually I would say it's designed with health first, not like right. and, and and that doesn't necessarily mean just the colour that it visually outputs. It means has has it been verified in terms of the exact spectrums it's emitting, like will it emit no blue light at night? Will it emit full spectrum light during the day? And right. then will it have no flicker? So, <laughs> okay. so yeah, it can be quite complex in terms of in terms of getting the right type of light source in the home
0: so you really are looking more for full spectrum than really anything else like
1: during the daytime absolutely so the lights you see behind me those are full spectrum those are those are emitting um so these are lights we've created they're emitting very even amounts of blue yellow orange and red they look like a white light which is Mm -hmm. you know which is what full spectrum so the sunlight is very white light um but then what you want to do is have the ability in the evening to strip out the blue spectrum and, and not be full spectrum technically, then just have right. the ambers, the oranges and the reds. Because if you, if you look at ancestrally, that's what the type of light we were exposed to, fire. So we'd use fire at night. Right. It doesn't have any blue or green in it. It's yellow, orange and red. So we're really trying to stimulate or replicate that in our lights, in our artificial light sources to try and make them more light, natural light sources.
0: So that's why like I I try to put myself back in like the old natural, you know, sometimes when I think about it. And like from a from a feeling standpoint, that is that basically what you're describing is why like if you go camping and you, you know, you you're in a tent, you're as primitive as you can be. And yeah, you're cooking over a fire. And so then you sun goes down, you've got a fire, and you're automatic you just start, even if it's like seven o'clock but the sun's down where you are like you're starting to get dozy and you're like that fire has that soothing peaceful like tranquil peace to it right Mm. so is that is that basically what the light is is helping our brains do
1: There's there's a few there's a few things going on there um so the first thing is that the absence of the blue light so right. that that in itself is you're in a in a environment where there's no other light sources but the fire, that's not emitting any blue light. So naturally, just biologically, what's going to happen there is your melatonin levels will rise, regardless of the light source. If that fire wasn't there
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was pitch black, that would happen as well. Right. But then also when you look at the fire as well as um the red the reds and the that, that type of light is a is a relaxation response stimulation as well. So you're kind of twofolding that with the, the absence of one light, the inclusion of that. The other interesting thing is a fire will emit high levels of infrared light. So that's mm-hmm. what heat is. Mm-hmm. Infrared light itself has, um, so that's what we get from the sun as well. Right. Infrared right. light has been shown in research to increase your um, serotonin levels in the body through the gut. So serotonin, is the precursor to melatonin as well. Right. So, sure. um, essentially, so melatonin is your sleep hormone. That's the, that's the hormone that rises at night um, in the absence of blue light, but it can't, right? You can't actually create melatonin without serotonin. So, getting exposure to infrared light by a fire is going to actually naturally increase your serotonin levels, giving the raw material, the raw building blocks to create melatonin. So, it's kind of twofold of ensuring that you're having the right light exposure to mm-hmm. create the melatonin and then having the absence of the other spectrums to then convert it into serotonin into melatonin so that's that's probably why yeah if we look at those different aspects of why people really when they're camping feel a lot more relaxed will sleep a lot deeper um yeah
0: it's not just because you're away from work there's actually some natural (laughs) stuff uh, happening i mean that's a piece of it but it's
1: that's the next piece is, is right is like well depending if as long as the cell phone stays stays right. at home right it's like right. the whole stress reduction the mind piece as well so there's a lot of things going on there of why people would feel better camping well, i caveat that to say the modern day camping you got to be very careful though right. right so modern modern day camping is like blue light torches and like yeah. everything so it's like making sure that you actually ancestrally trying to align the, the light environment and your camp camping, because yeah, in today's world, it's again, it's infiltrated, um, right. that, that, that kind of lifestyle as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, in context, right? Like it's, it's what, what are you actually describing in, in, in how does camping work, but, um, or I guess being in nature, um, mm-hmm. because we can, yeah, there's, like you said there's there's street lights there's all kinds of different lights and you know that that are out there that um that are not helping us they they may be helping us from a safety standpoint you know but not necessarily helping us from a health standpoint yeah so you know so you went through your health issues in in like why didn't you just say cuz i i mean you know i've heard of blue blockers like they've been around for for you know I don't know decades maybe and like you know, their intent is to block blue light. Like, why didn't you just say, oh, "Okay, I'm going to just go grab something that's already on the market"? Why was it, I've got to, I've got to create my own thing and and build this f- for people?
1: Yeah, so that's interesting. So when you say like they've been around for for, for decades and stuff, that that is true. So that there were blue blockers or blue, yeah, like in the eighties, like late eighties, yeah. right? They weren't like obviously digital devices and all this sort of blue light didn't exist back then. So they they weren't they were actually designed as sunglasses. So okay, um, to reduce glare from the sun. So okay, what, so, which is
0: actually what, like the opposite of what you want during the day. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay. So yeah, like yeah. I, yeah. I look at them and I'm like,
1: and they still they they still exist to the this day, right? They they there are sunglasses. They're like. They're not this, they're like a more of a darker, brownish sort of tint, reducing the blue light down, which technically you do not want to do outside during the day when you talk about the benefits of getting that blue light exposure during the day for your circadian rhythm, for your mood regulation, for your energy levels and all that. So, yeah, that's a bit different than the blue blockers that have kind of started to come around, you know, sort of eight, nine years ago was a bit of a different discussion with the infancy of it and that's when i sort of started looking at this and so i initially when i started doing a lot of research on this i i um yeah through my own health struggles um led down the path of trying to understand light light and health because all the other conventional ways of trying to improve my health weren't working Mm -hmm. and i i discovered a, a neurosurgeon in the u.s called dr jack cruz he was talking heavily about uh, quantum biology and how light impacts our biology and health to, to a very, very deep understanding of that. So I tried to pick that apart, understood that blue light was probably an issue. Couldn't really find anything on the market. The only things I could find were these like welding, these safety glasses mm-hmm. that right. weren't designed to block blue light. They were designed to use for like welding or uh, yeah so they were called like, like they're called like UVX glasses. and mm-hmm. so i found i was living in australia at the time i found some in the us off amazon i bought them i imported them in and they had such a profound impact i was like whoa but these aren't even created optimally they're like they're reducing like 95 percent of blue light but they're not aligned to any kind of research around frequencies of light and how they're impacting our health so right. i sort of took that and evolved that to go oh, cool Well, there's definitely something here like i've tested the hypothesis and said, yes, if I manipulate my exposure to light through filtering with glasses, um it's certainly going to have such a, a profound change and on my my sleep and my health and my migraines and headaches. So I looked at then looked at the research to go, well, what does the research tell us on what you know different frequencies of light are causing this? And then I was like, well, these glasses aren't optimal for that. Mm-hmm. So that they you know, they're doing a very good job. They're sort of taking me eighty percent of the way there. But if we want to be optimal, we need to really align the filtration to these specifications. So that's essentially where the business was born was like, okay, well let's actually go to and like work out and create a lens that will filter those exact frequencies of light um that are impacting our melatonin or suppressing right. our melatonin. Right. So that's kind of how the business started. That's how we um then uh, yeah, evolved from there, from there into glasses and to lighting and to yeah, just continue to provide different kind of solutions to what I would say, like optimize your light environment based on the time of day or night.
0: So you're saying that obviously not all, all blue blocking glasses or items out there are the same.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's an interesting one. So, cause we, this is, this all started for me seven years ago Mm -hmm. and seven years ago, we were really in the infancy of of the digital age and devices really? and stuff. The reason it impacted me so earlier on was I started a career in IT. So what that meant was I was in a corporate job. I was in working under fluorescent lighting. I was on screens a lot during the day, but also in the in the evening. So right. it started to yeah. impact me quite a lot because I was around technology a lot. Um, but then what's happened is the as as technology has evolved, the industry has evolved. We've seen what I would say like you know people they're uh, Looking for an opportunity, to make a quick buck. Essentially, they're right. like, oh, cool, well, yeah. you know, blue light glasses are trending now. It seems to be a thing. I want to sell them because I can make some money off them without, without really having an understanding of like light and the, how it, you know, what needs to be filtered and blocked and why. And so, what's happening is what we're finding is the market's being flooded with cheap, mass-produced glasses out of China that right. um, the people themselves that are both manufacturing them and the people that are buying them from the manufacturer really don't understand anything to do with light and health or biology. So they don't really, they're, they're, they're really just trying to market and convince you of a right. problem. And this is a solution. So what you're finding is like, you, you can buy a set of blue light glasses off Amazon for like 10 bucks or of thing. It's yeah. like, and, and it will and tell you all the benefits of what blocking blue light does, but ultimately does it block the blue light? 9 times out of 10 no it doesn't so yeah we even did a test like we bought like we went on Amazon and bought the top 10 pairs off there we've got a a, a very expensive piece of um, equipment called a light spectrometer where we can mm-hmm. actually measure frequencies of light and understand exactly what's being filtered or blocked and ultimately most of these didn't even filter any blue light um oh, wow. they, so they do nice little trickery because it's things we're trying to understand they'll give you like a little like a little laser pointer pen, with right. the glasses. So, here's here's how you test it. It's this blue it's a blue laser. You're going to shine it at the lens and it won't come out the other side therefore it's blocking it, right? Like, well, how does that work? Like <laughs> it, I don't I and cuz it was a clear lens and I'm like, well, yeah. that like you can't block you can't block a whole if if I look through the lens and I can still see the color blue. Right the color blue is still coming into my eyes. Like it's, it's very simple. It's, it's that simple to understand. And when we, when we tested the laser, it's actually emitting violet light. (laughs) So it doesn't even emit. So it's like a blue violet, right? So um, blue light, the, the primary wavelength of blue light that causes an issue for us during the day is 455 nanometers of blue light. So blue lights measured in wavelengths nanometers Mm -hmm. that ranges from 400 to 500. So right around the middle of the spectrum is where we get a big sharp spike from all our devices. So it doesn't actually emit any really past that or before that. And yeah. so violet light actually is in the 380 nanometer range. So it's quite a lot lower than that. And uh, if the glasses aren't reducing any of the any of the actual frequencies that are coming off the screens at the 455, they're not really doing anything. <laughs> so and 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 they'll also make claims like you know, blocks hundred percent of harmful UV light, which all I'm right. like, well, nice. that's cool. But first of all, none of my devices emit UV light <laughs> right. and I'm, and I'm using them indoors where UV there lights no emitted from far. the sun outdoors. Yeah. So right. why would I need to block? Harm- it's, it's They're not lying. They actually do block UV light. Tested. I was like, well, they actually, you know, they do block UV light and it can be harmful in certain contexts, but it's not harmful indoors looking at a device. Right with no uv light source right <laughs> so again there's there's a lot of marketing and like buzzwords and so what you really need to and and we're not the only ones that create these glasses but like there are some good companies around but it, there's kind of a few a few things you need to look for when looking at a company and looking to try and buy a pair and, and the first thing would be do they talk or do they disclose first of all the specifications of the lens in right. terms of what it's what it's filtering and what it's blocking. So not only should it say the percentage of blue light filtered or blocked, but then at what wavelength. So how much is being blocked or reduced at 455 nanometers? Is it 50%? Mm-hmm. Is it zero? Is it 10? If they don't really have that information readily like on the website, on the product page, then the and it's just more generic saying, hey, like these filter blue light and they give you good sleep and they do this and that they're, they're probably not, they're, the reality is they probably don't know themselves what they're doing in terms of the, the blocking and filtering. The next right. thing is if even yeah. if they do have that information on there, it's very easy to just put some information on there, for example, or copy off our website or sure. to make it look yeah. very similar. The next thing is like validation of that, right? So the, the company themselves on request, if you ask for a, a, a lens testing report or a light spectrum report, they should be able to produce it very quickly and hand it over right. to you. Yeah. To, to validate what they're saying. And um, essentially that should be produced in a lab. Uh, an optics laboratory should be able to um, produce that report. And that that's more validation. Hey, uh, what they're actually saying here is true. So again, right. if the company can't produce that, then they don't probably have that. And the reason they don't have that is because they haven't ever had their lens tested. If they haven't had their lenses tested, then how do they know themselves right. what they are doing? So I would say at a rough guess, that's probably 90% of the glasses on the market. Fall in that category. Wow. There's yeah. a handful of companies around the world, including us, and there's some other ones that do the research, understand it, have the devices, test it, validate it. We'll give you the information on request to, right. to, to prove any claims being made sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, and it's, it, I mean, that's it's sort of like with a lot of marketing things, right? Somebody comes out with something and it's like, Oh, Hey, let's take advantage of it. And, yep. and then you, you fall into the, you know, you pay for, you, you get what you pay for type of scenario, um, but you know, it's, it's, I think it's something that, you know, from what I've heard and especially with the migraine issue, cause I know migraines, a lot of people, um, come to me as a health coach and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm suffering from migraines and just, and, and you can't, you can't always change how you do your job nowadays with technology, right? Because it's like, it's becoming almost a part of who we are, you know, an extension of us versus like we can do without it for a little while or you know i i grew up mainly in the 80s and so it was like computers were just coming out and it's like uh you went and you did your little stuff on a computer but it wasn't you you didn't do a whole lot and so you're like okay you went off and did the other things you got to do for the day and you left it alone Mm. and now it's like you can't really do that you're 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 tied to it um so we really need to know more about it and have people like you that's out there and doing that you know, research and education for us. Um, so I'm assuming that, like, that's – is that part of what you do from a, like, media standpoint and, and like, with your – I know you've got your website. Looking at your website, you had a lot of information on there, but as far as, like, the social media side of it, is are you finding that it's a, a mix between, okay, I'm marketing a little bit, but now I'm educating a lot?
1: Well, that's what we're about as a whole brand and business is really education first because – without understanding the problem, right. you don't really, you can't, you can't like you'll come in if you, you wouldn't know what to buy and why to use it in the context and why you're using it. So like for us, it's about, yeah, providing all those specifications products and stuff, but then it's like, okay, well we need people to, first of all, understand what the issue is and why they need it first. Right. Um, So that's what I'm really big on is just from a personal standpoint of having gone through, quite a lot of health struggles myself and uncovering the issue and then being like, well, I would, I would, I want more people to know about it. So, you know, they don't potentially go down a rabbit hole of chasing the wrong thing. So that's a big thing what we do. So like a lot of, we've got a lot of like, we're doing a lot of blog articles and educational stuff to, to try and bring the problem to light. So people can, we like to look at, try and look at the research and then digest it into actual like, easier to read articles and stuff to to look at all different aspects of it and so i think like on our website now we've got like 90 or so um oh, nice. articles on all, all different topics of of different areas of light and health and yeah how, how it can be impacting us so yeah that that is a big part and that's why I like coming on your on your show here and trying to you know bring this to light to your to Great. your listeners as well is a big part of of what i like to do now as well yeah. um because yeah i think it's 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 a topic that it, it's very difficult to just describe the whole problem to someone in like in like 5 minutes or like a 30 right. second ad- advertisement on or or a single post on social media right it's, right. Like it's actually it requires a bit of a, like a, an actual discussion to to unravel the issue and so people can start to comprehend how it may well cuz it ultimately affects everyone on planet earth right we're all we're all exposed to it we all have light we all want to sleep so ultimately we can all relate to it in some way shape or form i think
0: yeah well and so so if somebody if somebody does come to the uh, pinpoints like okay my issue is blue light and you know and they and they get the right solution from them for them you know product wise to help um you know with their insomnia with their migraines with whatever the issues are how how quickly should they expect to see like i mean is it just like a oh put the glasses on oh, hey, it's everything's great you know i'm assuming yeah. that's not the case
1: <laughs> it, it is for some people yeah but that's probably more rare than yeah. the most yeah. like because you just got to remember like how long have you been you like been exposed to being um how how long have you been training your body into an incorrect light cycle, right? It's not just going right. to put the glasses on, it magically undoes itself all in one night and everything's back to normal. But surprisingly, it can change very quickly because aligning yourself, your circadian rhythm very quickly to the sun will start to, the, the body will very quickly come into sync. But like the key with it is consistency. So it's not right. like, oh, I'll wear them like one or two nights. Oh, it didn't work. These are rubbish. And which a lot of people may, may do, right? But people, yeah. people, we, we're now in an age where we want instant results sort of thing. It's like, I want to take this drug and I want to feel better straight away. I want to wear these glasses and I want to sleep better instantly. So that it's not the case. Like it normally like a couple of weeks of like consistency, right. Then the body's like, Oh, hold on a minute. All right. This is actually, you know how it should be. Right. And, but it's also then making sure that, you're not doing it half-assed, I guess, as well. It's like, oh, yeah, I kind of put these glasses on for like an hour and then I took them off (laughs) and then had them off for like an hour. It's like, well, that's not really going to do anything either. It's really understanding, oh, I need to put them on when the sun sets and then I need to leave them on all the way up to bedtime until the lights get turned off and then I take them off sort of thing.
0: Right.
1: Um, And then it's about what you do during the daytime as well. So it's like, okay, when I wake up in the morning, I go outside, I get a natural light exposure to help anchor the circadian rhythm, tell the body it's the morning. The, the natural light coming into the eyes in the morning will help the body rise its cortisol levels and drop right. its melatonin back off. So to, to wash out any um, melatonin, what's making you feel a bit tired and groggy in the morning. And then, then it's about getting natural light during the day. So trying to get outside yeah. as much as possible during the day, I'm not saying you have to live outside. We're practical, got to work. Most of us sure. got to earn a living indoors, but just getting outside for five, 10 minutes, eating your lunch outside, those sort of things. And then doing all the things at night that it's like, doing it all right in combination is where you really start to see the benefits. It's not like, Oh yeah, I bought these glasses, chucked them on and they didn't work. And yeah. I, don't know, I didn't change anything else in my lifestyle.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and, and one of my questions that you sort of answered it there is, was as far as the timing, like you said, put them on at sunset and take them off. Right. Right. You know, as you turn the lights off and yeah. And, um, and, and that is like from a habitual standpoint, like that's, that's a like every day it's not like you said it's not like a you know do this for an hour a night or do this one night a week it's like you get into that habit of like this is this is uh like who i am if you will
1: yeah and like i th- I think for most people like a when they start to see the benefits when you start you know you train the brain. i do this I get better sleep and I feel like this. So then you'll just naturally want to do it. Right. Then it comes to a point where it's like unnatural not to do it. You're like, oh, right. like, right. I can't, you know, like, you're like, like if I don't have them, if I forget my glasses and go away and I'm, it's just like, man, that light's really wide and bright. Like, cause I'm just <laughs> after years of just wearing them every night, mm-hmm. my brain is trained now that everything's like a dimmer, warmer color right. in the evening. It's, my brain's triggered to understand it's time to relax wind down so it's just completely normal for me um but again that's i guess that's why most things in life after it becomes the normal that's just what you do like everyone brushes their teeth at night before you know it's it's not the thing it's just what you do sort of thing so that's the way we like to think of this it's just a habit forming thing that you'll want to do because of your brain makes the connection of the benefits that you get from it. Right.
0: Well, and it it sounds very similar to what is, as a health coach when I help people get off of like the high processed sugar things like sodas and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, inevitably everybody always will have one here and there, you know, after a month or six weeks or eight weeks of, of no sodas. And then they have that one and they'll, they'll always report back. They're like, Oh my gosh, that was so sweet. That was like over the top. Like I couldn't drink the whole thing; it was like just a mess. Mm. And it sounds like it's the same type of scenario. If you get used to it, that it's it's so bright that you're like, I, I, I got to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's so is that like? I know one of the things I tell people also to do is to to try and not have their cell phone next to their bed, right? Like from a not necessarily from an EMF standpoint, but from just a from the light standpoint of if you wake up in the middle of the night, the last thing you want to do is look at that screen, even if it's for a few seconds, right?
1: Well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> if you look at what most people do when they can't sleep is they grab their phone. Right. And it's like, it's it's um, it's a vicious cycle, right? Because it's yeah. like, I can't sleep, so I'm grabbing the phone, and now I can't sleep because I've grabbed the phone. So, it's right. so yeah, like the phone. There are some hacks you can do with, like, like the iPhone. There's a way that we've written a blog on it. You can it literally... You can configure it to turn the screen red at night, Oh wow! which is quite cool. So like, and you can set it up as like a, um, like a shortcut on your phone, um, which is quite cool. So like, so here's my phone here. If I like triple click it and it comes up here, then I just go. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like, I personally actually do use my phone, um, just for an, uh, for, for a, um, clock. Yeah. So it's all on airplane mode and next to me, but I always have it on red at night. Just if I need to look at it for the time yeah. then yeah, but like a good rule is to leave the phone out of the room. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. not only from a light point of view, but yeah, if you go down the EMF rabbit hole and understanding how that can actually lower your melatonin and impact your sleep as well. Um Yeah. The, probably the best thing is to just keep it out of the room if possible. <laughs> but then if you want to have an alarm clock, make sure it's not one with a blue, <laughs> blue light on it, because most are most are yeah. either white or blue, which is so you'd want to make sure it's a red one. Um if you Oh my gosh. It.
0: Just so even that even just that little amount yeah. can be can be that can can have an effect.
1: Yeah what's quite interesting as well is beyond beyond the what you do in the evening, right, leading mm-hmm. up to bed, it's when you go to bed. And if your room isn't pitch black, so you've got light pollution coming in through the through the blinds, with the street lights outside, or neighbour lights, uh, uh, an environment of not a pitch black room will actually lower your REM in deep sleep because there's low levels of blue light which are still coming through the eyelids, into right. the eyes. Um, so that's why we recommend these two options, either ensuring you're using full blackout blinds in your room, so it should be pitch black, right. or looking at a blackout sleep mask, a sleep mask mm-hmm. that's designed to c- come around the eyes in a way that will completely block out the the light 100%. 100%. So, so what you're wanting to do is create pitch black pitch darkness pitch black yeah. for the with their brain because what you've done in the evening is you've done all this right stuff you've blocked all the blue light like, use the glasses you then take them off to go to bed and then it's in a way it's like undoing a lot of that work yeah um if it's not pitch black in your room
0: that's crazy um well and i've always known that like that you can see the light when you you know you close your eyes you can see light especially if you like turn a light on or off and like you can mm-hmm. tell that it's on or off but yeah. I didn't realize that it was actually, it can get through like,
1: your eyelids are very thin. So yeah. light penetrates straight through them. Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh man. Um, And, and like, and we, you've talked a lot about melatonin and one of the things that I, I, you know, it, there's a difference between the natural melatonin you, you create. And cause I know there's a lot of people out there I and mean, I've got friends that, you know, oh, I take a melatonin right before bed so I, I can go to bed. You know, I'm like, but you don't want to rely on that because your body will stop producing enough melatonin if you're relying on it artificially. Mm. And so that's one of the things that I I I know that like you if you need to for a short period of time, it's okay, like go ahead and do it, but like you don't want to get stuck in that cycle because y- your your body will actually stop producing it at the level it needs to. Um mm. and then you're relying on a pharmaceutical.
1: Yeah, yeah. Melatonin supplementation can be can be good to be used. Yeah, like in certain certain situations, like when you're when you're traveling, like right. and tra- traveling time zones, certain certain periods of like where you need to under a high stress. But like as a long term uh, intervention, it's not a really good one for the reasons you've yeah. kind of mentioned. The other real issue with supplemental melatonin is you'll find most people start to use it, will be very effective, and then it'll just it'll Mm -hmm. just stop working and um the main reason for that is so when you look at what's going on from a hormonal standpoint in the body is you're kind of overriding a lot of systems so the reason you're 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 trying to supplement melatonin is because your natural melatonin will be low well it's it's low for a reason and -hmm. that's because your cortisol levels are high so just because you take a supplemental melatonin doesn't mean it's yeah, you're still getting the stimulus of right, the light, right. which is still trying, you're fighting, you're fighting the the, the human system with right, like it's because right. it's going, well, hold on, I've just had an influx of this melatonin, but still getting blue light. I know I'm supposed to be like not having some, so the blue light's like trying to clear the melatonin, trying to keep the cortisol. So that's why initially it has a bit of an impact, but then the body kind of catches on to this and goes, but nah, hold on, it's still daytime. <laughs> so yeah. it ultimately, is why you'll find people need to increase the dose. And then it just, it, yeah. So the, the thing is, it's like, it's such a simple thing to intervene in a way that your body naturally creates it the way it's designed to, right. It's right. The reason it's suppressed is very simple. It's very yeah. simple. is like, it's doing it. The body's doing it because it's that's receiving the signal that it shouldn't have high levels. Um, so you just need to give it the right, the body, the right signals the, or right. the lack thereof, which is re- the removal of the stimulus of blue light in the evening Yeah, that will right. allow the brain, the body to naturally rise it. And you're not then relying on the pill, which is then down-regulating over a long-term going where the body then goes, oh, well, I'm getting it from a pill. I don't need to produce it naturally. And I'm not right. able to produce yeah. it anyway because I'm constantly being bombarded with the wrong type of light to right. allow that happen. Right.
0: And so, and it it, 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 as you're saying all that, I'm like thinking to myself, like, you know, cause you should travel and you're going someplace and, and so it's, it's not just about changing the lights in your house because you need, you need something for you, like, you need a game plan for when you travel. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's not just like, oh, well, if I just change it, I don't have to wear the glasses. If I just change the lights in my house, but like, you still need something because not, you know, the vast majority of people are not going to have the correct lighting mm. in their house. And so you're traveling you're, which is gonna throw you off if you're traveling time zones and then it's gonna throw you off even more if you're letting the blue light affect you when you're doing that, right?
1: Yeah, and and you can't always just go either the, the glasses or the lights or one or the other. It's always right. like a twofold approach because first of all, like in your home if you do all the lights, you're still gonna look at a screen, you're still gonna watch T right. V right. still gonna open the fridge, right. which blast you with it. So but yeah, so then it's good to have both. But yeah, when you're traveling, that's an interesting one because um yeah, you've got a lot of factors at play. So traveling through different time zones, jet lag, heavily, you can you can very quickly turn that around through the 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 correct light to, to influence it. So like for example, when you're on the plane, so you obviously want to look at with the time zone you're traveling to. If it's night there you put on the block you put on the block as you reduce all the blue light. As soon as you get to the to the pace you're you're in, you can start to get exposure to the right light during right. the day, and then you can start to sync that circadian rhythm up a lot quicker when you're blocking out the light when it's night there, and introducing it at the right times, and then the use of say and that's where like heavy maybe about of melatonin supplementation really mm-hmm. helps because then the body's kind of still trying to operate on the old, old time zone so you're right, just giving it right. a big spurge of surge of like um melatonin in there to push it into that hey now nah, it is evening you do that a couple of nights it also helps so you combine that with this the the light you can really start to speed up that adaption to the new time zone um right. so and then That's things cool things to help with travel as well beyond so the glasses are very very important to have particularly because all planes will have their mm. mood lighting with blue light which is just I'm, right i see it quite <laughs> a lot and the up and the thing is there it's all blue so um put these on that all turns red which is quite cool um but then yeah you can travel with things like um portable lights so we have like portable lamps and stuff as well um and book lights and and things that you can travel with to right. to have which is great for like hotel rooms and stuff where you can't influence or change the, the lighting. Well, you can, right. like you can travel with light bulbs. I've done that before and literally oh, yeah. up in the thing, and, changing, <laughs> changing them <laughs> as you
0: go. So like, um, so it's in, this may be something, I don't know you, I'm assuming you know this, but like, is there a reason why like lights have all just been like going down that route of blue light for years and years and years? Sorry, what was that? Is it like the light bulbs? Is there a reason why they've chosen that blue light is like, hey, this is like our you know, because if they would gone, like you said, if they'd gone to a different spectrum, mm. we might not have this issue as, as bad as it is.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it's heavily this like I alluded to earlier, it's like it's it's the way conventional lines made for energy efficiency. So right. um predominantly they're using a blue light LED, it passes through a type of phosphorus and it makes white light and it's very efficient way of doing it Mm -hmm. um but again i just think they've done it and then haven't thought about how that actually impacts right human biology so it certainly can be altered right Um, and it's just it's it's a it's it's twofold because it's a bit of a cost thing as well like but it's only a cost thing is because things are manufactured in bulk one way. Right. So if you try to change it, then it becomes very expensive. Right. But if it was all done that way, it would all be cost effective. So that's the problem. We're, we're the ones who are trying to disrupt the industry here. It's very expensive for us to do so because we're going against the grain of it with the, the type of like the way we're manufacturing them and stuff, but it is possible. And I hope that eventually, sometimes it just takes, it takes a few, it takes a few decades. Right, society right. catch. I mean, you look at all things in health, it's like, oh, yeah, it's all yeah. different things like lead and lead and paint, asbestos, all these things. Like, yep. eventually, they're like, oh, hold on a minute, this is probably not so good for us. We need to change. And I'm yep. I'm hopeful this is what happens with lighting. We get to a point where population starts to get sicker and sicker, and we start to see this, this research hey, look, it's really impacting the population. Oh, hold on a minute, maybe it's all that the way we manufactured it, maybe we need to change right. it, sort yep. of thing. And then we should hopefully see some mass. Adoption and mass change, which ultimately will then um, bring about like it not being an expensive thing. It's just the normal sort of thing. Right, but right, right. that sort of stuff normally takes a number of yeah, decades awesome. to yeah. like smoking. You know, we doctors were like yeah. saying like smoking's good for you. Now it's not good for you. It's just, yeah. So I, I I feel like that's what's happening with technology and light and de- devices and. Ultimately, it may put me out of business eventually, which is fine, (laughs) you know, because it will be offered as mainstream. It wouldn't be like having to niche go out to us and go, hey, I want to change up all the harmful lighting. It'll just be everywhere, like all the screens and stuff. I hope eventually we'll be emitting full spectrum light and they'll they'll automatically change color in the evening and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think we're still a while away from it, in in all honesty. Um,
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that, you said something there that I think the, the, the average person doesn't understand the, the difference between like what's being emitted and what they're seeing. Cause like they could say, Oh, I see all the, I see all the colors on the screen.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I
0: can see all the different colors, but that's not necessarily what's being emitted out. No, no. You know? And so like that, but like you said, I, I, I I think it's it is it's probably an expensive change to make from the manufacturing standpoint but if it was made then it it could probably be streamlined just like it is right now the mm. way it's being done now yeah but
1: it's it's going to it's going to have to be driven like from policy and governmental right. change and stuff because manufacturers themselves have got no incentive to do it right because they right. just want to continue to do it to make larger profits and produce right. as right. cheaply as possible um yeah unfortunately that's what's driven this us down to this is like like for example in the us they banned incandescent lighting got Mm -hmm. banned um and that was driven from policy so now you you can it's like the black market for light bulbs now you can (laughs) you can like find them but it's hard like and it's like a little bit dodgy you're like importing them like it's like drug smuggling but you're like importing a light bulb sort of thing it's crazy right i'm like oh yeah all i want is like some healthy lights and like it's now like this thing right where it's not and like but like i like i said i think once we see it catch up and we see the health impacts that's when you'll see policy driven to be like oh hold on no there's a new standard for lightings, right? Like, yeah, it's LED, but it needs to be to these standards. It can't have these high levels, and it needs to right. conform to ensure that it's meeting circadian friendly lighting, like you know, standards. So, right. yeah, but I just right. feel like we're quite a, yeah, I, I don't know. Just when you look at the governments over the last couple of years, you you question how long it's going to take them to right. <laughs> to probably come up with something like that. But hey, I'm hopeful. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well, for the person that 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 hears this and says, "Okay, I I I I'm I'm ready to make a change. I need to find your products. Like, how do they how do they find them? Where how do they follow you? The all those things. Like, promote yourself for a few minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you'll find us on our website is the best place. To, to have a look at all our products and stuff um so you find us on block bluelight.com okay. um so over on there a lot of a lot of blogs lot of information try to you know we've got a lot a lot about the different glasses um different lighting options sleep masks that like we talked about um so a whole host of different options in terms of lighting to to yeah for your different situations so yeah right. it's it can be a little overwhelming when you're on there but um another another good thing is to just jump on the chat to us have a chat mm-hmm. with us we can help people you know when they're not too sure what they want or why or what what their what their situation is um right but yeah, also just also we're on most of the social channels so instagram facebook um block blue light if you just search that you'll find us right um mm-hmm. we do try and post some educational stuff on there as well um Jeez. But yeah, that's that that's us. So come check us out. Come and just just have a chat with us, and um, yeah, we'll we'll be happy to help.
0: That's awesome. Well, I think that's probably the biggest piece is it 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 to be able to chat and figure out like okay, here here's what I'm experiencing. What what's my first step? Right? Like, do I need to go whole hog and do the whole thing all at once, or is like, what can I just baby step into? Yeah, and and gradually get there because. I mean, I, I I know that that's, you know, like you mentioned when the incandescent lighting went out, and like it's like, oh my gosh, like every, you know, it's like okay, change this bulb, and then no one change this bulb, and it's like you're slowly transitioning the whole house, and you've got an imbalance of like old incandescent and new LED, and it's like, well, I don't want to do the whole house at once because this light bulb's good, like it's still working, like why would I change it out? Um, and so I imagine people are going to look at it that same way as like, okay, where where are my where are my key areas that I need to to look at? Like my hotspots, if you will. Like this is where I spend my time. I need to change these first, and then slowly transition the rest of the house. Yep, absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share with with uh, listeners as far as the importance of of this?
1: Um, just get outside. (laughs) Get outside (laughs) as much as possible. That's the free thing to do. Like that's the thing. Like the best things are normally not like going to cost you but that that's one thing try and get outside as much as possible and then when you're indoors just look at look at the type of light you're around and see how you can make changes to to ultimately bring it back more in alignment right with right. nature
0: perfect that's awesome thank you Daniel so much cool. thanks Sherry. cheers thanks for checking out the all in health and wellness confidence through health podcast our goal is to use health as a conduit to help you reach your goals and life. feel the fire me she the cream the coffee me she got so